Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, we are so thankful for the Word of God. Appreciate His goodness. And uh, we are, again, thank you for your generosity in giving. Amen. With these these, uh, ministries and ministers, our missionaries, and all the things that is able to be accomplished, we sure do appreciate Amen. All that is, that is done when we collectively, as the family of God, obey God's word and are tender, allow him to lead us in our giving. And we're so thankful for each and every one of you. Luke chapter 15. If you have your Bibles this morning, Luke chapter number 15. And we're going to start reading in verse 17. As you're turning here, you might remember Luke 15 has often been called or referred to as the lost and found chapter. We find in this chapter the story of Christ sharing the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And uh, we're going to be reading here uh, from uh, this passage in the parable of the lost son. And we're going to look here at a few things this morning. I want to say uh, this morning to you men that are here today, I I genuinely want you to know how much your pastor appreciates you. We are very blessed here in the fact that, uh, and please ladies understand when I say this, this is not a slight at all against our ladies, our women, our mothers. And uh, But a lot of the church today, you go and look at a lot of congregations and there's mainly women. Women who are trying to be spiritual leaders. Women who are bringing children to church and all those things. And we need that. We thank you. We thank our moms for those things. But what the point I'm trying to make is you can look across the congregation and a lot of churches and there's a lot of missing men. There's a lot of missing men. And I, I count us very fortunate to look and to see a very good mixture we have a very good group of men in our church here at Victory Temple and uh, you're here today dad you're here today sir and we're thankful for that this morning uh, both in sending and receiving messages from different men friends brothers in Christ different ones is just words of encouragement and wishing happy father's day brother eli i couldn't help but in my mind just to uh pray for these men and uh my my uh heart and mind be emotional because i'm thankful for men that make a difference and uh, i appreciate you i want you to know your your pastor appreciates you very much we're thankful for you. Matthew 17 is where we're going to be reading. And this is out of the passage here. This uh, from the parable, Luke 15. Yes, sir. Did I say Matthew? Luke. Luke 15, verse 17. Forgive me. Luke. Amen. I'll give you a chance. If you're in Matthew, keep turning right. You'll get there. You'll get there, I promise you. Luke 15 and 17. Amen. Now, are we there? 
Amen. All right. The Bible says, speaking of the prodigal, and when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. My eyes were directed and my heart really stirred into the phrase here. And this simple phrase says, I will arise and go to my father. I will arise and go to my Father. And I thought in that moment, Brother T, I wonder what that son was thinking. We get a little bit of insight here, but in my mind's eye, this is what I thought of. And just for a few moments, we're just going to preach on, my Father can fix it. My Father can fix it. Amen. If I can just get to my Father. I just want to get to Him. Amen. And I believe my Father can fix it. Can we just pray together this morning? Father, I do thank You for Your Word. I thank You for every heart and every life represented here today. Lord, even right now in this moment, I feel a very special anointing upon your word upon what you want to say and father i pray today that you would challenge our hearts we as your children lord today those that have come in and maybe there's broken hearts disappointments frustrations failures the list can go on and on but today i do believe if we can get to you you're able to fix it. You're able to heal it. Because that's what you do. Father, I pray that you would meet with this. Anoint my mind, my lips, our hearts and ears to hear and receive. And we do ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated this morning.
in preparation for today these folks were not aware I uh, hadn't said anything to anybody rarely ever do in regards to maybe what the Lord is dealing with my heart about and uh, uh, there was a conversation that uh, had come up with uh, Brother Casey and Sister Shannon and uh, there was uh, in regards to Brother Casey and his expertise in welding and uh, we were talking about something and he was sharing about something that just a couple of days ago something that he had to uh, help somebody navigate through fixing something and I, my wife was talking about something that we were talking about, said maybe if we got it welded, it would fix it. And, and uh, I said in that, I said, well, I said, we'll, we'll ask Brother Casey and, and uh, see what he can do about that. And uh, so when we were talking with him, uh, it came up. And, and before we ever got to uh, the, really the question, Brother Casey had answered the question. He says, what are you, what are you needing welded? What are, what are you needing fixed? And that got us to talking. And Sister Shannon shared a story. She shared a story about her son Cody. And she said that one day after school that Cody had gotten to the car with her and in his hands there was a plastic Ziploc bag. And in that Ziploc bag there was a plastic motorcycle that had been broken. The axle had come off and the wheels were off and all of those things. And, and uh, they knew that it was not Cody's toy. It was not his motorcycle. And so she began to ask him about the motorcycle that was inside of the Ziploc bag. And with much concern and consideration, she said that Cody had told her, he said, Mom, he said, no. He said, this is my friend's motorcycle. Said, we were playing with it today at school. And said, when we were playing with it, said it broke and it fell apart. And he said, my friend, he was upset and he was sad about it. And he said, when we told, uh, he said, I told my friend, he said, don't you worry. He said, I will take it home to my dad. He can fix anything. And so the teacher, they got the Ziploc bag from the teacher and they took it home and, and uh, Cody gives it to dad and, and uh, Brother Casey said that they got the uh, super glue out and they're gluing the axles and gluing the wheels and all of those things and he was able to send it back uh, to his buddy uh, with the motorcycle being put back together. Everything fixed. Everything right as it should be. And can I say this morning, and, and uh, when they were sharing that story, uh, again, they had no clue in regards to uh, what was going on in my heart. And I said, that's a perfect illustration. And uh, in, in regards to this, can I say this morning, is that uh, I know that in many times, in many times of our lives, and even today, uh, you see, we're a lot like how Cody was. And you say, well, what do you mean by that, Brother Jacob? And it's because you can't see it in the physical. I didn't walk in today and I don't have my sandwich Ziploc bag with me. Amen. In the physical, you can't see it. But Brother Jeremy, I can promise you this, is that not only me, but many others in this church, that we came in 
today and there is a spiritual bag that you carry and there are some things that you're holding on to and there are some prized possessions that are inside of there. There are some things that you value. It may not be a lot of value to everybody else. I mean by all means it was just a plastic motorcycle. It wasn't the end of the world for everybody but it was the end of the world for somebody. And there are some things that you're carrying and there are some things that hurt and there are some things and we come to church and, and here's what happens is, is there's a lot of times we're not very proud of it. Matter of fact, we, before we walk in the church door, when you pull up in the parking lot, when you're scooting out across the lot, whatever the case might be, we will take and we want to be sure that everybody sees the best version. So Sister Gloria, we will tuck our back that have broken pieces of the valuables of our lives. The broken pieces of our hearts and the broken pieces of our minds and, and let's just be honest and just some of the things that we've made a royal mess of it and we will put it in the bag and we'll say well we'll address it at some point. I'll deal with this at some point and we stuck it, stick it in our places and we hide it and we don't want folks to know and we don't want folks to see and can I assure you this morning that no matter how well you hear me say this quite often no matter how well we look put together no matter how pretty we can sing no matter all the things that we come to do and the churchy stuff that we do inside of the church so that way we can say that we've been to church and we've done the church thing today but you see the truth of the matter is is that there is a father in heaven, amen, today that he knows exactly what it is that you're carrying around. He knows exactly what's going on. He is aware today of the things that are upon your heart. He is aware of the things that have been made a mess of. He is aware of failures. He is aware of your frustrations. He is aware of sin. He is aware of suffering. And the list goes on and on. And we're afraid to show anybody because we want everybody to believe it's okay but I wonder here today at Victory Temple if there are some folks like Pastor that there's just some days that you come to recognize and realize it may not be valuable to everybody else not everybody else might care about my broken heart about my feelings there's some Benjamin that would tell me just get over it there's some that would tell me life would go on there's some that it tell me there's there's bigger fish to fry there's bigger problems to have oh but you see the truth is all of us are like a young Cody that come in and there's a bag that we have and there's some broken pieces and I just wonder if there's some folks today where the enemy has tried to tell you don't you trouble him don't you bother him it ain't worth it it'll always be broken it'll always always be unforgiven. It'll always be hurtful. It'll always be bruised. Your life will always be a mess. But I wonder if through the tears, the slop, the pain, the hunger, the suffering, the embarrassment, if there's somebody who would say, just let me get to my father. And if I can get there, I know my father can fix it. 
Hallelujah. I know my Father can fix it. I can assure you and you fathers know that at times there's nothing more intimidating than when you have a child who has all of the hope and confidence in the world of you. Amen. A time when you are still believed to be supernatural nearly. A superhero. To where they have not yet caught on to the fact that you are human. And that you can't always do it. And that you can't always solve the problem. However, there comes a point in place today. I want you to understand that that is a great responsibility. It can be intimidating. It can sometimes be unnerving. Because comes a point and it seems to happen all too quickly that we graduate from broken toys to broken hearts and broken hearts are uh, sometimes graduate to broken minds and emotions and then there's times that that seems we seem to graduate and we find that there's broken lives and sin has tried to shatter Satan has tried to destroy and there's things that sometimes us as earthly fathers that we can't fix there's some things that we'll be up against and we'll say I'm not the expert and I don't know what to do but I'm glad today that there's not one situation that you and I are up against this morning there's not a sin so big bad and ugly there's not a failure that's went so far there's not a situation amen in the depths of despair that you're in that the father looks our head Heavenly Father looks and says where he rolls his hands together and he throws them up in panic and he says I don't know what I'm going to do Brother Hip Hill will never hear our Heavenly Father say it but our Heavenly Father today he is capable he is able, he's infallible he is powerful he is eternal he is secure and steadfast and strong oh from the beginning to the end and in every place in between I want to declare to somebody my father can fix it for you amen he sure can we understand and many of us are very familiar with the story of the prodigal son we understand the things that he had done we are reading we pick up here we are seeing him at his worst we are seeing him to where there is absolutely nothing left He has made a mess, a mockery of his life, of his home, of his father. He went out, not only did he waste his substance, did he waste his inheritance on riotous living. Not only was he out there wasting all of these things, but Brother Aaron, there was the reputation at home. Amen. He was brought up. I believe, if I can use my imagination, I believe that brought up in a place where those things were not excused where those things were not tolerated where they knew better a father that was training an older and a younger son to be men, men of integrity men that would love God men that would walk with God men that would uphold their character all of these things and now, now the prodigal he has made a mess I mean once his hands got a hold of the goods 
once he got involved he got so far and so deep it didn't look like a way out the Bible depicts to us a place as to where there's nothing left anything of value he has sold down to his robe down to his ring down to his very shoes he's living in the pig pen brother Tobin he's looking at the slop he is only as as he's feigning within himself and it's a bad and a desperate situation where pig's food looks good to you it's a terrible and deplorable place for humanity when the vile scraps the soured sop it's something that looks that could satisfy and the young man said within himself I believe I believe it was brother Kenny Morris who made this statement and I believe it with all my heart and he said the prodigal while he was in that pig's pen and in that deplorable place he said the one thing that saved that young man it was memory amen it was memory of home it was memory of the father because the Bible said sister Kelsey that when he came to himself he could run as far as he could run he spent as much as he could spend he was in and out of places he had went through all of his friends they came and gone he went through all the possessions that he had he sold the heirlooms he sold the ring he sold daddy's robe he got rid of it all but in all of that brother Benjamin one thing still remained when he was at his worst he remembered a father who was always at his best when he was sick and down when he was in deplorable situations memory came back I want to tell somebody there might be some in here the enemy's robbed robbed of years robbed of talent robbed of situations and you think brother Jake I made a mess I'm here God's good but I made a mess but I want to tell you how did you get back how did you come back somewhere the spirit of God got a hold of somebody's memory and said you need to just remember the father hallelujah hallelujah he came to himself the first sensible thought he had in a long time the first sensible thought he had in a long time and I love where it said I will arise and go to my father can I just park here for a minute and I want to ask you be careful because a lot of the world's mentality, a lot of so-called church mentality is even, well, I'm going to get up, I'll be a better man, I'll be a better woman, I'm going to do better, I'm this, I'm that, I'll will myself to this, I'll fix this, I'll do whatever. And yet you're still frustrated. And yet there's still things fruitless in your life. And yet there's still some things that are a mess. And yet there's all these things. But the only thing the son said, he, he, in essence he was saying, I can't fix anything but I'm going to go to my father 
I will arise and go to him. There are some of you here this morning. All of hell has done its best to try to make you believe that you are uh, you can no longer be loved by the Father. You cannot approach him. He don't have time for you. He can't fix it. Oh, that what's going on in your life is too bad. How many folks have I talked to and said, I can't go to church. I can't be in there. I've messed things up too much. I've made a mockery. I've sold it all. I've given it all. I, I have went into depths, Brother Jacob. If you would have asked me 10, 20 years ago, I would have said I'd never do it. And here I am. I've done it. I've lived it. I'm there. And the enemy will do all he can to keep you from finding the Father. But I want to let you know is that it's not as much about you finding the Father. The young man made a decision to get to him. But before the chapter's over, we found the Father was already on the porch looking down the way. And he saw the Son. And he made his way to him. I want to tell somebody the devil is a liar. Hell is full of a lie. Run to the Father. Remember the Father. The Father loves you. My Father can fix it. He can. Oh, he can. I want you to understand a couple of things about the Father. I want you to understand what are some things that this young man remembered. Here he said, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? Understand in this day and time in the culture of master and slave, we come to find that apparently the character of the father was that of even meeting to the needs of not only the family, but making sure the necessities and more were provided for even the hired servant. What does this mean, Brother Jacob? Why is that so important? Because I believe that one of the things the son remembered and why he knew he could get back to the father and the father could fix it. Let me say this. Let me pause here for just a second. There are some things that I can do that I can do very well. And then there are some things that are outside of my area of expertise. Right? If you want me to build you a set of cabinets like Brother Wade Munger can, you're in trouble. I'm going to tell you that right now. Right? Now, I could get in there and look like I know what I'm doing. I could put on some Carhartt britches. I could go down and get me some red wing boots. I could hang me a tape measure on the side of my belt. Come on here. I could put one of them carpenter pencils behind my ear. Right? I could go in there with a laser level and I could push buttons and I could say, yeah, it looks like we might do this and that and everything. But it wouldn't take long to whoever hired me is going to say, this guy don't know anything to what's going on. And even if I could pull the wool over their eyes and get them to hire me when it came down to the nuts and bolts of the matter, amen, we'd be in trouble. Because when it came to put it together, I couldn't do it. It's not my, it's not my area of expertise, right? And can I say is that sometimes I, 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 when I look at this, there are several things about this father that, that Brother Bob, we could, we could point to and we could look at and we could think about. But I, I believe there are some things because you see, sometimes we 
think it's the right amount of money and the right amount of talent and the right amount of this and the right amount of that and all these things. But I'll tell you, it wasn't any of those things that I believe the son was looking at. I believe that what he, why he referenced the fact of how the servants were treated, of how he referenced this point, is because he had a father, sister Linda, that had a tremendous capacity for character. Listen, he had a tremendous capacity of character. What does that mean? Sister Belinda, it simply mean, meant that he knew that he could trust his father's heart and his father's integrity. The more I thought about this, here's what I come to recognize and realize. Because as we see people... And as I talk with people and some folks who don't come into God's house and some of us who are in God's house and we're getting these altars and we're praying together and sometimes you're talking and sharing about some things. Let me just say this. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is get up from where you are and to surrender what's going on in your life. Isn't it something how the simplest thing can be the hardest thing. Isn't it something how we know we could sit and with the issues that you might deal with, with the hurts that you might have, I could sit right here, Sister Mary and I could have a conversation and we could talk about all those things and here is the thing. She could tell me some things and I would say, yeah, I know. I know I should. And I could tell you some things and you'd say, yeah, I know. I know I should. And the problem is, is that we have a lot of folks in the church that they know. They know. You know. You're aware. Oh, I know. I know that would help me. Oh, I know, yes. Matter of fact, you'll nod your head at me. You'll amen me. Sometimes you'll clap because you're saying, I know. Woo, yes, I know, I know. But I'm going to tell you, it's something entirely different than because it is the hardest thing. It is the hardest thing that when we have that bag of brokenness, Brother Benjamin, and we're saying, I know, I know my father can, but getting it to our father is something entirely different. It takes a different amount of courage. It takes a different amount, a different level of what we're believing. But Sister Haley, here's why. He said, here's why I don't care. He, I don't have to be a son anymore. I'll be a servant. It's because why I know he can fix it is he is a father that has character. I have watched him. Listen, this was not something that happened overnight. This was not something that was just done on the, on a spur of the moment or random. But this young man watched every day while he was coming up. He saw a father who had integrity and had character and lived it and showed it and so brother Ben when everything was a mess when everything was falling apart he knew he could get to the father because there would be a father with unprecedented character I want to tell you this morning we said it Wednesday night I can tell you you can have confidence in man you can have confidence in organization you can have confidence in a preacher but every one of them will let you down let all men be liars but let God be true I want to tell you
you in this house today. You can trust him because he's faithful. His heart is true. He's a God of integrity and character and he always keeps his word. Always keeps his word. If I can just get to my father, I know he can fix it because he's a man of his word. Character. How he treats one, he'll treat them all. How he loves on one, he'll loves on, he loves on them all. He had seen this in his father. He had seen this lived out. Can I ask those of us here today that we know but we're yet to respond. That we know but we're yet to act. What are we waiting for? Why do we continue to sit and be frustrated? Why do we continue to sit and be hurt? Why do we continue to sit and deal with the same things over again? Why not take it to the Father and let Him fix it for you? Not only was their character unprecedented, He was capable, He was able. You see, it wasn't just talent. And it wasn't money. And you see, it really wasn't bread. And it wasn't a house. And it wasn't a robe and a ring and a shoes that the son was after. Those were all gifts that came later on. Those were restorative acts and benefits of the father's compassion. But what he was after, he said, I know that nobody loves me like my father does. I know that nobody cares for me like my father does. Every parent in here, you can identify and understand this statement. When you look at your children, been times you've probably been disappointed. Been times you probably hoped they'd made a different decision, done different things. But you probably, every parent has probably said this statement. Nothing's ever going to keep me from loving you. And just as you have even said that to your children, there's a heavenly father who says it to you. There's a heavenly Father who is full of compassion. As a matter of fact, I wrote down in my notes, unmatched compassion. Unmatched compassion. If there was one thing the Father had abundance of, it wasn't just goods, it wasn't just money. It wasn't just fatted calves and a bunch of land and a big house. But He was full and rich in mercy. Full of compassion. We find in the Word of God that the Bible says that when he arose and he came to his father, listen, the hardest thing that he had to do, memory brought him back down the road. He remembered his father, remembered his father's character, but he had to act. He arose and he came to his father. But when he was a great way off. I believe this father with unmatched compassion, Brother Coleman, I truly believe, and I'm not trying to add anything to Scripture, just in my mind's eyes, what I see is it became a discipline. It became a habit. As he, the father would get up in the mornings, make his bed, get, get himself together, Brother Tobin, I believe the first thing he did before he ever went to the field, before he ever gave orders to the servants, before he ever did anything else, can you see him with me? I see him walking out there looking down that driveway. I see him going out there and looking. Sister Sylvia, I see him spending time. He's not in a hurry. 
Listen, I don't believe, Brother Darren, this was just a passing glance. I don't believe he just walked out there, took Lex, said, well, he ain't here today. Oh, well. No, I think he spent some time there. I think that he spent some time there and he looked and I can even if you, if you can hear me if he's any kind of father at all and I know that he is because we know the end of the story and he's got, he's got a capacity of great character and great integrity and a great heart Sister Gay I can see he spends some time and as he's looking down the driveway I can even believe Brother Gary there's some prayer God would you please look after my boy I know he's not doing right I know it's not all good I know it's all but would you please would you remind him that he can come back home would you remind him that I still love him would you remind him that if he can just get back to the house we'll make sure that everything's going to be alright listen I want you to know today is that as far away as you have been oh can I tell you is that the father has unmatched compassion brother Tobin when we were running crazy when we were doing things we knew we shouldn't when we were out making a mess brother Jeremy when different things were going on when we knew we weren't living right I can assure you you probably didn't know it however there was a pull that began to work on your heart there was a pull that began to work on your mind and what was it I can tell you the father he will will you back to the house because he stands and he looks and he has compassion and when all he could see in the distance was a silhouette of what possibly could have been he ran you hear what I'm saying he ran that boy looked nothing like how he left the house come on here you ever had your kids go to somebody's house they've been playing all day they come back in a whole new different set of clothes I mean and then there's just a bag just a bag so well these got wet these got muddy these got whatever right and they just look completely different hairs hairs different just, they just they've been out and just been out in it that young man he went out of the house one way and he came back a different way and it wasn't in a good way we find he's deteriorated we find that he's got nothing left we find that he left with bags and a trunk and probably a wagon full of goods and he came back the wagon sold the horses are sold the goods are sold all of the things are gone but now all there is is him what's going to be what's going to transpire can I tell somebody this morning the greatest gift that you can give God it is not a million dollar tithe check it is not to stand and feed all the homeless of the world it is not in order to build 5,000 churches across the country the greatest gift that you can give God is the gift of yourself when that young man when he came there was nothing left pride was gone selfishness was gone everything was gone all there was was him and when the father saw the silhouette of that son the Bible says the father ran with unmatched compassion he did not show up with a switch in his hand he didn't show up with a belt he didn't show up with an I told you so attitude but he ran and he wept and he fell on him and he kissed him and he rejoiced because he says you finally made it home to the Father and I know I can fix this for you.
unmatched compassion. Sometimes we're at a point and a place where we wonder in the fact of saying, God, can you fix it? Sometimes we're looking at all the little things that we're trying to in our minds see what God can fix. Well, God, I need provision here. I need this here and I need this here and I need this here. Let me tell you, what we need from the Father is exactly what He offers us first. Unprecedented, unprecedented, unmatched compassion. Character, a heart for His children. A heart for His children that He says, I can begin to fix. Did you notice? He did give him a ring, he gave him a robe, and he gave him shoes. But we never found again in the story, there's more to the story. There's another son. There's another situation that has to be dealt with. But Brother Ringo, never read where that father cut him another check. As a matter of fact, we remember the older son, he was upset. He was jealous. He was angry. Why are we celebrating? He went out and did all this stuff. I've been here faithful. I've been serving. I've been in the house. I've not ever given you a day's trouble. And the father told him, he said, here's what you have to remember. He said, everything that I have belongs to you. He got a portion and it's gone. I'll be compassionate. I'll show him, we'll show him mercy. He'll always have a place here. But everything else, belong, it belongs to you. All that I have belongs to you. You see, sometimes we're at a point in a place where there are some that have a hard problem with compassion because we think that in some ways if we preach compassion too much, that means that we, we just think God's soft and that God spoils us. And then we'll use terms like God don't want spoiled brats and all this kind of stuff. And I get it. I've heard it where it's been abused and preached in such a way as to where just anything goes. Right? I've heard it. You've heard those kinds of things. But we understand that's not what real compassion is. What real compassion does is what Christ is interested in fixing it is the restoration process. He's a God that restores. A God that redeems. A God that fixes the broken pieces and places. Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. I don't know this morning... I don't know what it is that maybe you have run from. I don't know what things have hurt you. I don't know today what things have come and showed up in your spiritual bag and there's broken pieces, broken hopes, disappointments. You could put whatever adjective you want in there, whatever now, put it, you could put whatever you want in those things. But I'm going to tell you that everybody in here, there's something for all of us that we need the Father to fix it. And one of the best things that we can do today is to remember who the Father is. Because if you haven't quite got what I'm trying to say, it wasn't this young man's trust in the talents of the Father. It was just his trust in who his Father was. And sometimes we are hindered and we are stopped and we pause and we never respond because we're too busy trying to figure out what God's going to do. Don't worry about what God's going to do. Just get, your, <clears throat> just get yourself to Him. So many times, Brother Eli, well, how, how's this going to work? And, how can this make sense? And what will happen here? 
He wasn't worried about all the stuff. He wasn't worried about all those things. But Sister Laura, he just said, I will arise and go to my father. What was he saying? My father's enough. That's enough for me. If I can just get around him, if I can just be near him, if I can just let him love on me. My father can fix it. With heads bowed and eyes closed. This morning, can I tell somebody in this house that what it is that you're battling, what it is you're dealing with, what it is that hurts you, what it is that you're struggling with, what failures, what embarrassments. Church, the list goes on and on. And every one of us, we have fallen into one of these categories or one of these descriptors at some point in time in our lives. It's just the truth because we're human. But this morning, it would be a shame. It would be a shame for you to leave the house of God today thinking you couldn't approach the Father. It would be a shame for you to set and hide the broken pieces that you've collectively put in the bag and don't want to show anybody, you don't want anybody to be aware because it embarrasses you. But today, the Spirit of God is touching your heart. Memory is coming up. You remember the Father. You remember some things familiar about Him. You're remembering His heart. You remember His integrity. You remember that His loving kindness is greater than life itself. You remember that His mercies are new every morning. You remember that there's none like unto Him who is compassionate in such a way that forgive us of our sins to take those sins and cast them into the depths of the sea. A Father who binds up the brokenhearted. That the good news is preached unto the poor. That captives are set free. That prodigals can return home. That the broken are made whole. That's the Father. His character. His compassion. His love. And this morning I just want to challenge somebody. I want to challenge the church today in the fact that no matter how difficult things are, no matter how far it's come, you'd say, well, Brother Jacob, I'm not the prodigal today in the fact I'm not, I, don't, I haven't had riotous living. My life's not, I, 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 if I'm being sincere before God, I've searched myself. I don't, I'm not out doing sin. I'm not partaking or doing things that are ungodly or unbiblical. Uh, that's not me. I'm not that person. But yet, actually we all are. Because truthfully, all of us have some things that need fixing. All of us have things that need fixing. And maybe today it's just the reminder that you need to arise and get to your Father. Some are just contented to sit and watch others. Some are, consent, are, are, are just contented to sit and say, well, maybe, maybe another time will be my time. But this young man and all that he remembered and all that he knew to be true about the Father, he arose and went towards his Father. And as hard as that was, as difficult as that was, putting pride aside, surrendering himself, and the only thing they had to offer was he himself. But we find the Father met him. And I believe that's what you'll find here today. And so I'm going to invite the church. I'm going to invite everyone that will. 
would you come and let the Father fix it? Would you come? Would you make your way? For some of you, maybe it's been a while since you've cried before the Father. Maybe there's some things hanging on in the back of some of your minds. You've prayed about some other things, but there's one thing you've left untouched. There's one thing you haven't shared. There's one thing you haven't confessed. There's one thing you thought was too messy, too bad. There's some that maybe this morning you'd say, Brother Jacob, I'm in a place. I'm in a place. It's not about whether he can forgive me, but the thing that I need fixed, it seems so big. It seems so arduous. It seems so difficult. It seems so hard. I just don't quite know. But this morning, I want to tell you, if you'll arise and come to the Father, my Father can fix it. I've got confidence. I trust Him today. I believe Him today. I know of His character. I know of His heart. I know of His own I know He'll meet 